It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Today's Locked On Reds, and in fact, every podcast episode for the month of May for the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Reach for the best tasting protein bar that's actually tastes like a candy bar on the market today. Go to BuiltBar.com and in the checkout, enter promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off your first order. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Memorial Day Monday. Happy Memorial Day to all those who are veterans out there. Thank you so much for the sacrifice that you have given for our freedoms and for this country. We salute you and we remember you on this day and also on today's podcast. We're going to talk about some red stuff. Thank you for joining me today. We've got a news update regarding the possible return of baseball. Maybe some positivity there. Also, we're going to start a new thing. For this week, we're doing a time machine. I'm going to have segments, multiple segments, maybe even a show or two dedicated to this. We're going to pretend like it's 2012 going to look at the season previews that we saw. We're going to laugh a little bit at some hindsight being 2020 and all that stuff with some season previews here. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you're subscribed on whatever platform you're currently listening to and follow me on all the social channels on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. Also Facebook at Locked On Reds and you can find the Instagram page as well at Locked On Reds. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Deuce Team Assemble! So it is nice to mention that there are multiple reports on 
Tuesday, the Players Union will provide its counter offer, its its counter uh, proposal, if you will, to the owners and the commissioner's office for the financial as- aspect of getting baseball back going. There are many reports that say that they will include some type of revenue sharing, which is a very big positive for the fact that whenever this whole first thing started, the players union said, no, we're not even starting a conversation. We're not even talking about that. That's not happening because that's a precursor to a salary cap. But there are reports that they may consider that. There's other reports that are that that say they may uh, consider some sort of deferral of their salaries for this year, uh, something like that, different ways. The good news is they're compromising. They're coming together and they're compromising because that was the one thing that whenever this whole thing started up was that it sure seemed that both sides were entrenched very heavily and they weren't going to move. Now, the good news is that there's going to be some compromise. And and actually, this had me thinking, because news-wise, that's really the facts. The facts are that they're reporting that the players are getting ready, the, the players' union, and there's reports that they're, the union is a little abrasive to the idea, but there are plenty of players behind the scenes that want to get baseball back. They want to get the games going again. So I think we might actually see something good happen out of this. I don't know. I keep wavering on that but that that's the facts that they are getting together to talk about the financial aspect of stuff as far as my thoughts are look i i i came out very staunchly against the owners and against the commissioner's office not changing my stance on that but a shout out to josh in tennessee he had a text to the lockdown reds line And it gave me some pause, made me think for a minute. This was the text. He said, why don't you call up Castellini and tell him how nefarious and terrible you think him and the other owners are? I'm not taking either side, but the players are not the perfect angels that you and Stephen Offenbaker are acting like they are. That's Josh in Tennessee. And you know what? At first I was like, well, (laughs) all right, I've got a rebuttal for this one. But Josh, you got a point. Look, I, I, I get it. I'm not a player. I'm not an owner. So I don't understand either side of that equation. I'm a fan. Just like you are a fan, you're listening to a Reds podcast during a time where you don't know if there's going to be Reds baseball. I appreciate that, by the way. Thank you for listening. But you're a fan as well. And from the fan perspective, we just want baseball back. I don't care who gets paid, how much they get paid. Just give me baseball. That's what I want. And, you know. Do I still detest Rob Manfred and think that the owners went for some kind of potential like PR war here? Absolutely. But I think that's past because I think initially everyone was outraged. They, they were picking sides. You had fans saying, oh, the players need to acquiesce. And then you had other fans saying, oh, the, the owners are the jerks and all this other stuff. And now everyone's just kind of looking at each other like, why were we even arguing about this? Let's just get baseball back because we all agree that one thing that no matter what side of the equation you put yourself on, whether you support the owners, the players, if you support the concession stand workers making the hot dogs, which I firmly support the concession stand workers making the hot dogs, but no matter what side you're on, we can all agree that a year without baseball 
at all is completely terrible, and they need to fix this. And it sounds like Tuesday they're going to fix that. So I'm hopeful of that. And that also kind of got me thinking. I I dipped my toes into the rest of the Locked On Reds line and looked at a couple of things. Shout out to Risto in Florida. He had a text. He said, very informative show today talking about uh, me and Steve last week. He said, glad you agree with Stephen Offenbaker about hashtag Manfred hates baseball. I've been in on that for a while. One problem I see with MLB is that we don't need or want any more lawyers as commissioners. Said, I'm somewhat of an old school purist about the game, and after reading and listening to Bryce Harper's ideas on the season, I think I could accept that for this oddball year. I don't know about permanently yet, but I'm flexible enough to give this a try for this season. If the Universal DH works for the Reds, as I think it would, I'm all in for it. As you know, I live in North Florida, as for the Rays, they have a much better following here than the Marlins, and Jacksonville has the AA minor league Marlins team. Myself and several pals go to watch the Rays four or five times a year because their brand of baseball is just fun to watch. Of course, not as much fun as the Reds. And as for a commissioner, I, how about a former manager who was also a player? Then we will have a person who knows and loves baseball and ain't a lawyer. Shout out to Risto. Great text. I appreciated that. That's a great idea. I, 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 I don't know because I know that the owners vote on it. I, I'm sure that their main focus is getting somebody in there who's going to protect their interests, going to protect their income, and make sure that their income continues to grow. But I like that idea. Former manager, former player. I have an off-the-wall idea here. This means nothing because I'm just some Joe Schmo with a podcast talking about baseball, but give me Dusty Baker as the commissioner. I think Dusty Baker would be a hell of a commissioner. I mean, he's currently managing the Astros right now, so he's a little busy himself, but when that's all done, maybe he'd be interested in that. I don't know. That'd be fun to see, though. Maybe you got a thought on that. Pass it on over to the Locked On Reds line at 513-549-0159. But yeah, you know, just some fun thoughts. Dusty Baker is commissioner, maybe. Who knows? Risto, maybe you got a thought on that as well. Thanks for the text, man. Real quickly, I want to mention something, though, because this is a big week. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to try Built Bar yet, the offer that we have and the $10 off, but there's even more savings to be had this week only. Every single box is $5 off. That's right. You go to BuiltBar.com, every single box is $5 off. That includes the mixed flavors boxes as well as the build-your-own boxes. And you know what? That sounds like a really good idea. Let me go here. Let's see. Uh, BuiltBar.com. I'm going to build my own box because I need some more, man. I'm running low. You give me some, give me some snacks. My wife, she enjoys these as well. Very good. Very healthy for you, too. I don't know if you guys do Weight Watchers. I'm a Weight Watchers guy now. I, I kind of took a hiatus there for a little bit during the quarantine. Just, you know, eat whatever I could find. But now, back to Weight Watchers. And Built Bar is actually really good for that. Just a quick comparison. If you look up a Cliff Bar, it's worth 10 points. And a uh, Built Bar is only worth 3 A couple of them are worth four, but mostly worth three, so very healthy. Anyway, back to the box. I'm building my own box. You get 18 bars. You pick three flavors. 
going to go double chocolate, coconut chocolate, and we're going to mix it up. They got a couple of limited flavors. I'm going to pick one of those. Pineapple upside down cake. Free shipping. And if you order them today, you're listening on Monday, Memorial Day. If you're listening right now and you place an order today, you'll also get some free energy protein drink mix that Built Bar makes. They've also got energy drink mix and all that good stuff. But their Built Bars are amazing. Tastes like candy bars and they're super healthy snacks as well. Very cost effective this week as well. $5 off a box plus you enter promo code LOCKED ON. You get $10 off that first order. Very, very cost effective and cheap. And free shipping as well. You can't beat that. That's BuiltBar.com with a promo code Locked on. Also, today's podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24 Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, and of course there's plenty of guys the Reds fans can think of to argue with that, but Willie Mays is definitely one of those guys. He offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a foreword by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. Whether you're missing baseball right now, like we all are, or you're just looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends, and the perfect idea for a gift or just for yourself. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now, wherever audiobooks are sold. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Starting a new segment today with the Time Machine. We're actually doing this across the Locked On Podcast Network. Every uh, NBA, NHL, MLB, we're all looking back at some awesome seasons. And I thought I'd look back at 2012. Look, I know. You you probably would have picked 1990. You would have picked one of the Big Red Machine years. I was alive. I was kicking. I knew everything that was going on in 2012, so I can speak to it. And I think we all know it pretty well, but it's fun to look back on things like this. And I wanted to start off by looking at the season previews, because I think it's cool to see the pulse of the perception, really, of the Reds heading into 2012, because we all know how it ended. We all know that they had an amazing year, one of the better years in franchise history. And I know you look at the playoffs and how they all played out, but we'll get to that. But knowing how the season finished out makes you kind of laugh at some of the uh, previews. And I think they're mostly conservative, no matter what year you're talking about. Unless you go back to the Big Red Machine, you can find previews from back then, because I think... Everybody thought the Reds were going to be amazing back then. But nowadays, everyone's pretty conservative on the national side when it comes to the Reds. They're like, we don't really know what they are. So we're going to take it easy on these guys. We're, we're going to see, well, you know, they're probably going to be close to 500. And that was really the 
thought on the Reds in 2012. Heading into the year, they come off a very disappointing 2011 in which they're under 500 following division division championship 2010 season. Their pitching was god-awful. They gave up way too many home runs. How are they going to improve? And yeah, sure, they add Matt Latos to that rotation. But reading the different previews, the gist and the sort of summary on what people thought of that was, hey, the Reds did good. They added some talent, but they also added unproven talent, a guy who hadn't pitched over 200 innings in a year. Ironic that he would go on to do that. The the Reds experienced crazy injury luck, crazy health luck in 2012, and then they had so many guys make all of their starts. You had three starters pitch 33 starts. Bronson Arroyo had 32, and Mike Leake had 30. That was the the famous like Todd Redmond year, and that Todd Redmond was the only starter who started a game other than the starting five. And I just said starting a whole lot, but he was the only pitcher to have started a game other than Johnny Cueto, Matt Latos, Homer Bailey, Bronson Arroyo, and Mike Leake. Those guys made all of the starts except for one, and that was Todd Redman on a doubleheader day. But going into the year, that was a huge question mark, and people were pretty standoffish towards the Reds. As far as that goes, there were many that were making note of the fact that the Cardinals had just lost Albert Pujols and the Brewers had just lost Prince Fielder. So the Reds officially had the best first baseman far and away, which, you know, I mean, you can make an argument back then against him and Pujols and all that good stuff. That that point of Pujols' career and that point of Joey's career, but Joey was definitely better than Prince Fielder. But that notwithstanding, the Reds looked pretty good in that they held on to their guy and they added some pitching depth. The funny part is, and most Reds fans will uh, roll their eyes at this, you're going to roll your eyes at this when I say this, but a big reason that people liked the Reds in the national sphere of baseball writers was Ryan Madsen. Anybody tell me how many pitches he threw? Not even innings. How many pitches he threw as a Red? Yeah. They they counted him as the closer. Preseason, heading into spring training, he was counted as the closer. And then, of course, the role as Chapman, grabbed those reins and never let go. In fact, I remember reading in Bleacher Report, and even in Grantland, they had a role as Chapman tabbed as the sixth starter. That was back in those days when we thought, oh, hey, maybe we could turn Chapman into a starter. And, of course, the rest is history on that. But when they looked at the bullpen, they said, boy, that bullpen is led by Ryan Madsen and Sean Marshall. And, of course, that was the only year of note for Sean Marshall as a Red. He pitched the most games out of the bullpen that year for the Reds and did pretty well at that. But as far as 2012 is concerned, Ryan Madsen was an afterthought. He really wasn't that big. In fact, when you look at the offseason acquisitions, they got Matt Latos as probably their best offseason acquisition leading up to 2012. Then they got Ryan Ludwig. And then after that, it's kind of a hodgepodge. It's kind of hard to tell who the best offseason acquisition. You, you could look at Wilson Valdez. Um, 
Yeah, there's not really a whole lot past that. You've got relievers like Jerry Judy and Yeah, not not a whole lot there. So as far as a crazy busy offseason, it doesn't compare to leading up to 2020, but the excitement was there. Everyone thought, oh, hey, we're filling in some holes that we need to fill, and the Reds are going to be looking pretty good. But the national preview spectrum for the Reds was, eh, they'll be all right. They'll be okay. But they're in the toughest division in baseball. There's no way they're going to win it. There's no way the Reds are going to win the National League Central in 2012. Well, we're going to talk about that here for the rest of the week because this is Time Machine Week. And I'll probably play with that drop. I know that's Back to the Future and all that different stuff. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Hopefully you liked it. I don't know. But we'll be talking about the 2012 Cincinnati Reds back when the baseball was good at Great American Ballpark. Probably the last year. I know 2013 they also made the wild card and all that good stuff. But you could probably argue that 2012 was really the last good year of baseball for a little while. For the Cincinnati Reds. We're going to unpack that the rest of the week. Stephen Offenbaker is going to be back on here in a couple of days. Working out some other guests. We'll see what falls through the cracks. And I'll let you know as soon as they do. If you missed any of the episodes last week. We had a great talk about prospects and their hype versus their reality. And how hard it is for a Major League scout to get it right, and for Major League Development teams to get it right when it comes to a scout. Talked with that. Talked about that with Doug Gray last week for the last episode of the week. Go check that out. Stephen Offenbaker as well. Lots of great content coming to you this week with the Time Machine. We'll keep you abreast of all the news, all that good stuff. Make sure you subscribe. That way you don't miss any of the episodes here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Follow me on Twitter and on Facebook at Locked On Reds and my personal Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And follow the show also on Instagram at Locked On Reds. And hit me up on the Locked On Reds line at 513-549-0159. Thank you so much for listening. That's going to do it for us here today. Now, tell your smart device to play the Locked On MLB podcast and its latest episode from Sully Baseball. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.